The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming health tech. From AI to robotics and beyond, we're reinventing what's possible, and we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. LinkedIn presents... Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO at Diverse and Engage. I am a DEI thought leader, a LinkedIn top voice, and I am here with my co-host Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My book, Reimagine Inclusion: Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. All right. And so you all know Mita and I started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. So it's from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we share tips that you need not on how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations wherever you are. All right. So, Mita, what are we talking about on today's show? Ooh, I've been waiting for this one, D. Why are you asking for a raise? You and your husband make more than enough money. Why are you asking for a raise? You and your husband make more than enough money. We're going to spill the tea. We're going to share some stories. We're going to leave you with some tips at the end. And D, I had to bring this up. You might have heard this story before, but this is one of the myths I tackle in my book. And I had a piece of it that I just, oof, I can't wait to talk to you about. (laughs) I remember the story. What immediately shows up for me is the level of ignorance. Ignorance not knowing, not ignorance stupid. I mean, ignorance is not knowing. Because for someone to say you make enough or you and your husband make enough. It's just the lack of awareness. That's what it is. It's a lack of awareness and just the not knowing. It it is a level of ignorance about how- I'm going to actually evoke DC Marshall here. We call things by their right name at the Brown Table Talk podcast and it's sexism. It is sexism. There you go. There you go. Ignorance and sexism. But I want to catch- the listeners up on the story and then turn it back over to you because there's some other things I wanted to chat about that we've talked about before at, the, at our table is that I went to this former boss years ago to ask for my compensation to be reviewed. I did it with a smile. I did it during performance review time. I had all the facts what is this role valued in the marketplace? Also, knowing that people had joined the team with similar experience to me who were making more. And Dee knows this part of the story, but I had tried to hide from this former boss what my husband did for a living. Because this individual had a pattern, is all I'm going to say. And somehow he found out what my husband did. And he actually chose to pay me less for it. And that was his response. When I said with a smile, thanks for my review. Love for you to take a look at my compensation when you have some time. 
and went through the details. And that was his response. Well, why are you asking for a raise? You and your husband make more than enough money. So that's the backstory. So then again, I think it's, you know, what shows up is just the lack of awareness. It's the blind spot, lack of awareness. And yes, it's it's sexism, right? It's sexist. And often, and for other folks who are tuning in, just a point of privilege. And so it goes into, it just spills over into other areas. It's like, he was the authority figure in our community and Black community. It feels really more like master, master, where I'm the owner here and you will take what we pay you. Or, you know, we got to ask for permission. Do you see the different triggers that show up? Can you explain for our allies listening? Yeah. So that's the trigger and the feeling or kind of right. So as a Black woman, so I'm Black. And so immediately what shows up for me as a Black woman, it feels like this master sort of concept. And what I mean by that is if you roll back to the history of this country or if you've ever heard 1619, of course, it it dates back to the transatlantic slave trade where my ancestors were brought here by way of the transatlantic slave trade as slaves to work as free labor. And so there was a master and then there were like in today there's boss or there's, you know, the leader and then there's the workers or talent. Well, back then there was master and then uh, there was black people who had been brought here were the, the labor. And so this idea of this individual saying, why do you need, why do you need more? For me as a Black woman, it feels like this master, he's the master over the the plantation, which is where, you know, Black people were kept. And so that's just what's showing up for me. And because this is a show from my perspective as a Black woman, now Mita didn't say that. Mita is a brown South Asian, right? And so that's why Mita is teasing it out. So we like to think that this is a learning opportunity. And so we've had some of our allies even say, you know, thank you, Dee, and thank you, Mita. I feel like I am able to eavesdrop or ear hustle on conversations that I've never been privy to. So there's your moment of whenever. Thank you so much. You know, yeah. Sometimes those, these things come up, it triggers, it triggers us very differently. So asking about pay, asking about, can I have more, you know, which is probably why I run a company and I still have those issues. I got to ask the corporation who wants to do business. I have to ask them to pay me fair and equitably. So, but back to you, Mita, back to you. Ooh, well, friend, thank you for that important perspective and education. Because I think if you are are one of our WBs, as Dee says, thank you to our allies and our white boy network who are listening, you might not understand that context. It's not your lived experience, but that's why we're here to educate, to grow together and learn. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, Dee, connected to this was, you know, one of the myths that I talk about in the book that's out there is that white women and women of color don't negotiate. We often do negotiate and we're gaslit, minimized and dismissed, right? And one of the things we've talked about earlier in one of our episodes was what we wear and how that matters. So I don't have the privilege to wear a hoodie. But yet, let me tell you, if I bring the Chanel blazer to work or that Birkin bag, I swear to God, someone might pay me less. And do you know why I'm saying that? Is because I've been in rooms where people will say, well, Dee brings a Birkin bag to work. She does not really here for the job. Do you see what she's driving? Yep. Do you see her jewelry? And 
one of our friends, I'm going to evoke Q for a second. I shared this with Q recently and Q was like, yeah, you leave your logo stuff at home. It's so fascinating. And I met a founder recently. She and I were getting to know each other, woman of color. And she says to me, she's working corporate for years. She says to me, my sister told me to stop wearing all my nice stuff to work because they're going to pay you less as a result of it. She, her sister said, stop it. Stop wearing the Chanel, the Gucci, the Dior. And how ridiculous is that? Do you think if my husband showed up to work in a Gucci suit, wearing a Cartier watch and whatever shoes and looking all nice, you think anyone would say pay him less? He'd be attracting more money. Like, what is it about? It's so fascinating to me, this bind where I'm like, okay, I can't wear the hoodie to work. But if I wear something super nice, then people are also going to judge me and wonder, how is she affording that? Does she really need this job? You know what frustrates me about this and what, what's showing up in my spirit right now is, and this is where I need my WG girlfriends to lean in. Y'all aren't worrying about that. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. They're going to wear, it's the opposite. They're going to wear all of their nice things. It's very status, very much part of culture part of culture. You know, we're in the New York metro area. So if you are working on Wall Street in the New York metro area, downtown New York City, Jersey City, baby, listen, we have a culture and a way about us, even in the region, in the region, number one, also in the industry and sector, much like tech is very casual in a lot of ways, but financial services, oh, you're, you're wearing all the brands. My WG girlfriends, keep me honest, Go over on LinkedIn and let me know yes or yes. You're wearing all of your brands because you don't have that to worry about. That's what The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming healthcare technology. From artificial intelligence to robotics and beyond, health tech is reinventing what's possible. Every year, Medtronic improves the lives of 74 million people. And we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more showing up for me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You said it out loud. You did. Do you know I went years ago, I went to a leadership offsite and I was up for a pay review. And, you know, I like to invest in my jewelry. It's a cultural thing, perhaps, but I love my jewelry. I spend money on jewelry and I didn't wear anything to that. Like everything didn't wear a single ring, nothing. Didn't even wear my engagement ring, my wedding ring. And my husband said, why aren't you wearing your And I said, I don't want to give them one reason to pay me less. And when I talked to another girlfriend, they were like, yeah, don't wear any of that stuff to the offsite. But this is the mental calculation of not only about like, am I being paid fairly and equitably? How do I negotiate? How is it going to be responded to? But all the other things that lead up to the negotiation, because I knew the review was coming up. So I was like, no, no, put on some, I don't know, Banana Republic. (laughs) Don't, but just, you know, low key. Low-key stuff. Yeah. You know what? It's so sad. And it's sad that it's allowed, that it's allowed. Like, I wonder for the leaders, what do they say? Like, I mean, this is a bigger issue about pay and compensation and fair and equitable, I would say, compensation. I had a boss once that she challenged her leadership, her leader. So let's just say the guy who he reports to her. It's Debbie Aldridge. Debbie Aldridge. I've talked about her. Debbie again. Debbie. Debbie again. Because she was a bad. 
She was super bad. And she was the only woman. She was a senior vice president and she was gorgeous. Remember I told you she, you know, she was a white woman, but very super sharp, very successful. She had really darker toned skin and this coarse blonde, strawberry blondish hair. Well, her, let's pretend your boss reported to him and he, he put down on your, your performance review Mets. And that he was not going to pay you. When I tell you, Debbie Aldridge, in today's language, drug him for the filth. Do you understand? She drug him. She put she she threw it back at him and would say, if you don't pay Mita or you need to tell me why in the world you wouldn't pay Mita when she, you, she really could be your boss. That's how bad she was. She was super bad. I saw it with my own eyes when the performance reviews came down because they were all men and she was not having it. She was not having it. If anybody knows Debbie Aldridge, now she's probably, I don't know where she is in her career, but I could talk about it because it was so long ago. Just tell her thank you for me. If y'all know Debbie, formerly Debbie Aldridge, I don't know. Anyway, I love her. And for every woman who identifies as a Debbie Aldridge, it's my WG girlfriends. You are the one at the top and you're not having it. You're not having when men do what they did to Mita, like question. No, you throw it back at them. So for all the WGs out there throwing it back, clap it up for the WGs throwing it back like the Debbie Aldridge is in the room. Clap it up. Yes, Debbie. 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 So here's the thing though, D. Most companies, I'm going to argue, are doing the right thing when it comes to creating the right processes. A lot of companies are silently doing pay equity review. Yes, pay transparency they are. laws coming up state by state in the US, right? Companies have no choice. But it's me, Mita, the individual as a leader that wreaks havoc on the system. Because all of a sudden, D comes and asks for my pay to be reviewed. And I think to myself, well, why is she asking for more money? And I'm triggered by it. Or look at her nice Gucci bag. Why does she need more? So that's what it comes down to our own biases about, I think, in a lot of ways, how we view men, women, particularly white women, particularly even more, we're having a conversation about women of color, right? And so it's really about how our own biases, because here's the thing. I'm going to say this. If you are waiting as a leader for HR to fix the compensation on your team, game over. That's not HR's job. It's your job to review your team's compensation and then go to HR for help, right? You say, hey, I have a team of 10. Mita and Dee have been here for a while. And now I've hired Jim and Bob and Greg. And they have similar years of experience. But because they were external hires, they're actually getting paid quite a bit. And are we punishing Dee and Mita for being loyal, right? Do we punish people for being loyal because they've been on the team for a while? No one's looking at their pay. Oh, well. Well, HR didn't do it. It's not HR's job. It's your job. You're the leader. This is your team. That's right. You look at it. Yeah. Oof. I get so mad about that. As a founder, as an executive of your own company, how do you think about this as you're presenting yourself to clients? Do you think when people look at what you are wearing or how you're presenting yourself, they're making any sort of judgment calls on what they're going to pay you. So fascinating because where I work for a company, so it's different, but you own your own company. How do you think about that? Or has that ever even come up or crossed your mind or it's not something that you've had to deal with? You know what? I don't think I get it from that angle. I do get it. And I've had an experience. I get it from the perspective of 
them judging, the comp would be the domain expertise and the size of the company. So whereas the experience that we're talking about is, you know, how those who might be majority are then judging those who are not, right? Those who are in the minority and then making a call about compensation based on perception and based on outward expressions of wealth or money or income. What it looks like for us as a company is they look at us in terms of the size of the company, making an assumption that we are a small business versus we are a boutique agency, we're high growth. And then they look at the domain. Oh, your domain expertise is diversity. So that's how they're making an, a, a judgment call about what to pay us. It's the same idea. It's like if D has the Chanel bag and the, the nice car or whatever. No, it's, oh, D is a small business. No, she's not, actually. So I've been in a room where allies have said, actually, no, she's not. <laughs> Her comp- diverse and engaged. We are thought leaders in our space. We are high growth. We work with Fortune 10. In fact, we work with multinational, multi-billion dollar companies, which is a big deal. One of our clients and then became our partner. We're not a sub to them. It's the top human capital firm. They're a multinational, multi-billion dollar firm. We are not a subcontractor to them. We are a partner. But the comp is that they assume that we're single shingle. And so they want to pay us like, oh, you're a single shingle or oh, you're a small business. So you only, you only need this, right? And then, oh, you're in diversity versus if we were in PR, comms, marketing, production, that's the judgment and the discrimination to an extent that I get. They're not looking at my shoes and my outfit and all that kind of stuff. But still, it's an interesting comparison. Thank you for sharing that. One of the stories I wanted to share, because you'll get a kick out of this uh, that I included in Reimagined Inclusion is years ago. So my husband is a car person. I am not. But he picks and buys her cars, right? Fine. So at the time I was driving very nice BMW to work. And I found out my vice president at the time had the same car. And so what did I do, D? I would park it really far away. I didn't want anyone to know who was driving that car. Again, the mental gymnastics and exhaustion. I would go to the back of the back of the back of the lot. Like I would get in early, but I would park it all the way because I'm like, no, I don't. I saw him driving that car. I was like, oh, my God. No. If he finds out I'm driving this car. Yeah, it is awkward. I told you Shirley at my job when I worked many, 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 many years ago. Remember Shirley? She told me that. She's like, she would never. I learned that from her. So my colleague, coworker from many years ago, if you're listening, Shirley, thank you. She would park the car to you know, lots away so that she was never up front. You could never see what she was driving. And then at the time, I think, I don't know how the idea of fur coats came up, but she she wouldn't wear her fur coat or anything like that. So I learned that lesson from her. And you're right. Now, sidebar, I will say that one of the organizations that I belong to, you pull up to the parking lot and you see the leadership. So I've had that feeling also, like the car situation. Ooh, Shirley. I, did, I thought I was alone in that. Shirley. Oh, no, Shirley. Oh, I thought we we talked about this on another episode. Let me tell you something. The faithful listeners. We did. I must be Shirley. Yeah. 
the faithful listeners will probably remind us. They're going to go over on LinkedIn and go, hey, God. they'll remember, you know, what's great about this is the people who follow, they'll now tell you, oh, that was episode 22 when you all were talking about X. We already did that. But it's our podcast. We're going to do whatever we want. So here we go. As Dee said, we're going to talk about it again because it needs to be talked about again. But here's, I want to bring in our allies. I want to bring in the white men listening. Do you do this? Do you park your car in a different spot? Do you think about what you're wearing? Are you thinking about, is someone going to look at that watch? I don't know what watches men are wearing these days, but some expensive 10 grand watch. I'm making that up. Oh my God, I can't wear that to work. Watches are a thing. Please tell me. We want to hear. Please let us know if this is mental gymnastics or calculation. I'm not going to assume because maybe someone has experienced that. But I, this is like exhausting, Dee. All the things we have to go through. My uniform now, because you talk about uniforms as well, I'm wearing jeans, a blouse, a nice blazer, and some cool earrings. And that is it. And my bracelets. That's it. And a nondescript bag. That's my uniform. Because otherwise, unless you and I and our girlfriends are having dinner, that's different. But in a business setting now, I'm like, oh, no, Mm -mm. this is the uniform. Mm -mm. No. Yeah, I think your uniform is the jewelry or your signature piece is the jewelry and that you even know the designers. I think that's pretty sweet. But yeah, I'm, I'm a uniform I'm a uniform girl and, you know, sometimes I get compliments about my look, but it's really just because I have very few signature pieces. I'm always wearing glasses, not to be cool, but because I need them to see and I need them here. (laughs) I need them to hear. I'm always wearing, usually wearing red lip because it offsets the tone. It makes my teeth look brighter, whiter. And and I love jewelry. I love arm candy. But in between that, it's high, low. It's a uniform. It's going to, you're going to see the same thing all the time. It is, but here's the thing. It's not Cartier arm candy. Not doing that at work. Sorry. It's a nondescript. See, everything is nondescript. Maybe I'm going to Claire's and picking up some bangles. But you know, no, it's true. This is the thing. I'm wearing one of the bangles that you gave me. Now, for me, I think it's different, I will say. Like I, I run a business, so so slightly different. But I am wearing, so you gave me this. I still wear these. And then sometimes I have their, what we call, uh, what do you call the rewards gifts, rewards of business, the rewards of business. So sometimes some of my jewelry is their rewards gifts. This is the part in the show where I wish we were like live and could take questions. Like, I just really want us to answer the phone. Hello, Brown Table Talk, a caller, you're on the air. And I want to hear from my WG girlfriends, our WB. Like, I really want the WB to call in. Like, but go on over to LinkedIn, everybody. Go on over. Yes, please. That's, that's, that's where we hang out. And before we go to tips, this show in, uh, I think we're at season seven. No, no, sorry. We're, this is season eight. Season eight. Oh, we're in season, season eight. eight. Okay, listen, everybody, it all runs on. It all runs on and over. And we're super grateful for our partners at LinkedIn who really got behind us to amplify. So we are one of few on the LinkedIn Podcast Network. But what we love about this is we, this is our show and we get to come on here and talk about real stuff, real stories, and add value specifically for women of color and our allies. And yeah, so that said, Mita, should we go on over to tips, my friend? Oh, well, we're going to go with the tips, but here's what I want to say to everyone listening. I'm struggling with these tips. What's the tip? 
park your fancy car in the back of the parking lot. Don't wear your Cartier bracelet or bring your Chanel logo bag to work. Don't let your boss find out what your husband does for a living. Like it's just, it makes me mad, D. It makes me so mad. The mental gymnastics that we have to go through. It, what, what do you, what did you call it? It's the, it's the load, right? It's the mental load. Oof. All right. I'll take a sip of my tea and we'll get to tips. All right. All right, friend, we're at the end of today's conversation. And D, I think we've come to the conclusion that these three tips are for allies. For our allies listening, what can you do to make sure that we are paid fairly and equitably, which is a conversation we will have forever as long as we have this podcast. So over to you, my friend, for one and two. All right. And tip number one is pay your people equitably. Do not pass it off on HR or the company. But if you are in a leadership position, a leadership seat, do as Mita said. You can ask for a review and pay all of your people fair and equitably. All right. And then tip number two, if you are a bystander, if you are in the room, when Mita's former boss, said she doesn't need it as an ally, an advocate, or a champion, interrupt that thought. Challenge the thought. Why does Mita's husband, what Mita has, have anything to do with what we pay this person? All right. And then tip number three, Mita, over to you. Yes, D. tip number three. How can we ask for more money if we won't talk about money? We've got to talk about money to make sure we ask for more. So please continue the conversation offline, online, within your companies. We look forward to hearing from you on LinkedIn. And thank you all for being here. We love our community. We love you, LinkedIn Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. And please go share your review, subscribe, we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.